Stupid Hearts Club is yours to enjoy for free wherever you get your podcasts. But if you've fallen deeply in love with the show, or me, even though that's a bit weird because we've never met, then you might want to consider supporting the show via patreon.com forward slash stupid hearts club for about five or a month you can indulge in your sick little fantasy that i am your very own little audio husband friend without ever having to deal with the fact that in real life i leave socks and half drunk glasses of water everywhere either way i'm very happy you're here so please enjoy the show This episode was recorded while my podcast was still called GSOH. Don't be confused, you're in the right place. GSOH. Good sense of humor. The new podcast by Nico. T- by Nico. T- t- by Nico Tatarovich, where he sh- tries with. talks to people. With talks to people with a good sense of humour, GSOH. Welcome to episode of GSOH. I think it's 26. Oh, and it can't be that many, is it? I don't know. Fucking, I don't know. Numbers. Never been good at numbers. But one thing I am good at is blunders. And today I've blundered by, by accidentally inviting Giles Chapman's back on the podcast hi giles chapman's <laughs> hello nico how are you hey it's a bit different this week isn't it because instead of phoning you using technology what te- describe to the listeners wh- how and why and what we're doing so we're sitting in nico's cozy little lounge with a cat staring at us through the bay window eric eric, the eric cat. The and we've just been on a nice little what's that, is that a 20 minute stroll around pegston hills isn't it very nice and we saw 29 minutes we saw some dead hares. Well, I say they were dead. They, they basically their whole carcass had been stripped, apart from the bones and furry boots left on the end, like a pair, like a little pair <laughs> of UGG boots left on the end of the hares. We, we were where, where I live, which I, t- I try to uh, keep sort of slightly mysterious because I sort of talk about my village sometimes in a way that might get me battered. Oh, here comes Eric the cat. Fuck off. Stay on the windowsill. Eric, no, stay on the windowsill. Come down, good boy. Eric, come. S- stay there. Eric, come. No. <laughs> um, um, it's not far for either of us because Miles lives about half an hour away from me, and in between, it's not there far is enough. Glorious countryside, and and it. Uh, although I've been going on lots of walks on my own, and we'll come to that in a minute. Uh, it's a very nice thing to do around here to meet up with a mate halfway, have a nice walk, and my God, was it gorgeous where we were. It it had a it had a sort of Tolkien, J, J is it J R Tolkien J R Tolkien esque sort there of there was a um, Hobbit esque sort of environment that we were walking through, and we came upon a full 
Oh, there it's the cat's climbs, now climbing. Literally oh, climbed up my body. Okay. Take take yeah. a picture of him. Hang on. Eric, mate, I'm actually broadcasting right now. Okay, slight interruption. Just a minute. What's this about? Is this really necessary? There we go. Good boy. All right, you can stay. Right. Um. Yeah. Glorious. Quite almost quite dramatic, isn't it? We're in like a valley. Is it a ravine or a valley? Oh, a we valley. Were in? Uh, yeah. And it's um. I mean, you 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 sort Sunny of roam day. amongst the sheep and the droppings. Yeah, roaming amongst the sheep and the droppings sort of just idyllic morning it's actually really, it's actually yeah, yeah. really cheered me up actually and as uh the listeners know you know like i'm constantly battling fucking mood at the moment and that genuinely appreciate having a walk and a coffee this morning until we came upon almost it looked like what it reminded me of it's like a bigger version when you think of like you know the wishbone in a roast yeah it was like i mean basically it was the entire skeleton no skull though no skull the, and the, the boots left intact. The yeah. little so furry literally. Boots. Sorry for anyone squeamish out there who's a vegetarian or vegan or an animal lover, but that's nature, isn't it? We were out in the wild, and just there, lying on the floor, was I think this a fox perfect let it go. Yeah. spine and ribs and like all like licked clean, but literally just below the knee, two two furry, perfectly intact feet. Wonder how old that was. How old do you reckon that was? I don't think really it was that old, because I reckon. Because it hadn't rotted or No, I, th- I think some would have been that. I, I reckon that's probably only a couple of weeks old. I thought what was quite interesting there is that you immediately... And I, f- I consider myself a highly empathetic person, except yeah. with you. When I am when I do my like horrible sort of <laughs> maniac, right? Because it's just fun because you like coming at me hard. So I like coming at you like I'm just vile. And that's become our joke. But, but then there was a really telling moment there because... You went, oh god, no! That's just made me feel really sad. It, it did um, make me feel sad. It, uh, the, 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 there was a there was a deep melancholy around the boots. I thought the fact that it left the boot is as if that's the only part of the body had no flesh on it. But so but just, just so you know, I was a little bit worried then because you did the right thing and went, oh no, look, poor defenseless dead. And you started kicking it, but inside I was going. <laughs> you started kicking it, and I said, don't do that. Yeah. Don't kick like it a bit of, I had, I had a thrill. I had a little, a little thrill at the horror of life. It sort of, I went the other way with it, and I sort of caught myself there because then you were really nice. Yeah. I thought, "Fuck, you're better than me." Well, so I just, I admit, I, yeah, was, I admit on that you can have that. You're better than me I, on a lot of things. Yeah, but um, it was very nice to have a little walk. Um, I, you know, as firstly, I'm sort of apologising. Don't really, you know, I don't need to apologise, but I am apologising if I keep slightly missing the target of getting an episode out on time. This week, I have got through my coronavirus isolation period, started feeling better, and uh, I did. You tested negative now? Yeah, well, I'm like, it's two weeks ago now. Oh, right, you're yeah, fine. yeah, 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 yeah. No, just I go but, away on yeah, holiday yeah, yeah. Sunday, and I really don't need to get that before Sunday. Mm. To be fair, I've not tested this morning. But Brilliant. Yeah. Too late now. Yeah, and we were no, kissing but, earlier, so that's yeah. that's the worry. Um. Anyway, so I was gonna do a pod. I was gonna do a podcast with Matt, and then do mine one with him as well. Like sometimes we do double bubble, but the other day I felt fucking awful. Like, and also whenever I don't sleep well, it's like. All my plans of sorting things out and whatever just went fucking right out the window. 
I felt really fucking shit. And I have to really sort myself out that day and get to bed early and start again. And I actually need, when I, when I have that kind of mood, I have to go, right, meet a mate, go out, do something, have a coffee, have a walk. Because otherwise you stay in the... Because I live on my own. Like anyone out there who, you know, obviously you like live with people, you can still experience downers. But when you do live on your own, if I have a downer, it can be all too easy to just then stay in it. So I appreciate you having a walk this morning and a chat. So uh, I know it's the feeling. Good. Yeah, you, sometimes you just need to break that. Break so here's that a question. Cool. I mean, obviously it's not like I've never lived with anyone I have, but when you have a shitty day and you live with people, how do you go about, how do you cope with that? Because you've got like people around you and stuff and, you know, do you have to like hide away and spend a day going, look, I'm just going to be in the bedroom or like you know, sit in a corner somewhere. What do you do? Uh, yeah, I mean, the thing is, is normally I have to say when, because I live with people, it's rare that I can have a day where I just go, right, I'm going to do nothing today because there's always something to do. There's always some sort of obligation mm. or some sort of commitment during the day, be it getting some shopping in or running one of the kids somewhere or whatever it is. And obviously so, there's times you know, where that will, because you have to do that, then it can lift you out of whatever. Yeah, yeah. But then there's other times where like you, like, almost like in a mood where you, you couldn't really be doing with that. It yeah, there's every there's a yeah that's that's one of the things I don't know it's it's kind of like an, if if you're on your own you kind of all you got to worry about is yourself and sometimes that is yeah. a good thing sometimes it's can be a bad well, thing so you become really self indulgent and not do anything you exactly. have anyone to break that it is in some ways moment. it's great where like like so like when I was not feeling well like two weeks ago I was glad that I was on my own because you, you just go through it, you're not worried about anyone else but yeah. It's a strange old thing. It is, isn't it? And I, you know, sometimes I, yeah, like you say, you know, I know that I've got to go. Like Ella, Ella's got a part-time job at Wagamama's, and she finishes at like nine, ten o'clock. Really? What does she do there? Uh, just waitressing. Right. And um, sometimes uh, I have to go. And, well, a lot of times I have to go and pick her up at ten. Sometimes the last thing I feel like doing at like half nine is getting in the car and driving over to Stevenage to pick her up. You know, yeah. I mean, just feel like because she not drive shit. No, she's no, she's she's taking lessons, but she hasn't passed yet. Come on, mate. Good fucking move on, girl. <laughs> fucking shit. Good fucking move on. Or what I do is sometimes I drive down there and I have ten pints and a bowl of noodles <laughs> and then put the L plates on and make her drive back. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I'm not to my own of a drink. I'm having a fucking drink. I'm having right. a drink, girl. A bit loud. Yeah. I'm entitled to a drink like fucking anyone else. So how have you been, like, mood-wise? Uh, all right. I've had... I would say, on aggregate, I would say I've been more good than bad, but it's kind of been, there's been no middle. So sometimes that's a bit hard to do. You know, sometimes you have like a really good day, other days you feel like crap. Most of the time you just have that sort of middle where you're, you're pinching a bit of either side. But I haven't had any of that. I've kind of felt really good or just bad, and sometimes that's horrible because it's like a vast yin and yang. You know, you sort yeah. of go from feeling great, and then one morning you wake up and think, why do I feel bloody awful this morning? There's no yeah. reason. And and obviously that that's like partly like a personal thing, but there's also the collective of uh, feeling of, as we've just been discussing on our walk, the two years we've just been through of yeah. restrictions and just life being less than it was. Yeah. But I like to think, and this is part of what I'm trying to tell myself to get myself fucking firing again, 
is that we are now hopefully entering a new opening up of the universe and the world. Do you think that's uh, oh, no, I, I likely th now? No, I, I think I think we're really, really close. And I, in fact, if I'll be honest with you, you know, the last last few weeks I've been out, things have felt really back to normal again. Yeah. Um, with the exception of I still wear a mask in shops and yeah, stuff same, like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think you know, like when you go into a pub, you don't have to sign in anymore. Like the the the, the, the bollocks of track and trace, which they've wasted billions on. But there's all those sort of things that we don't have to think about anymore. Mm. I mean, uh, we're going away on holiday um, this Sunday to Tenerife, and um, that in fact that hasn't been much of a hassle. All you need to do is just prove that you've had the jabs. So we a, show you a little pass. Yeah, exactly that. Right. So um, had it been like a year ago. Um, then it would have been a lot more paperwork and bullshit going on. But uh, yeah, I feel like things are really starting. It's becoming less a lot on the news. Things have um, taken over on the news. Over, yeah, well, you know, that, COVID that, statistics and worries and, you know, all of that. It seems to be going further and further down the list. Yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. a weird way, it's like it's obviously still out there and yeah. it probably still could come. But, but it's almost like there's been a collective decision to go, right, it exists. There it is. Fucking right, get on with it. Let's and not like, keep going on about it. Really because, need, yeah. yeah, really fucking need that. Actually, yeah, um, I think I, and think, I think we all really, need that. Yeah, so good. That's uh, a good thing. I hope anyone out there who's been feeling the same stuff, uh, try. Let's try and collectively feel hopeful that. And it also chimes with winter coming. You know, you know, we're at the end of winter now. The days are starting to yeah, get longer. Yeah, crocuses are coming up. The snowdrops are coming up. Yeah. There were daisies on our lawn the other oh, day. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really starting to feel like spring's pushing through now. Um, it's, my favorite, it's one of my favourite times oh, of year Oh, without this year, a fucking actually. doubt, it lifts Early my mood. Early Feb, running through to March, is lovely. And we were just discussing, weren't we, that uh, I've actually had such a rough time the last couple of winters that I might actually start trying to plan my life around finding a way to get away to somewhere warm and sunny. Yeah, great For idea. a few months a year in the winter, like just sort of, just to my, do it as an experiment actually to see if it make, I think it's a makes any idea. fucking difference. Uh, you're, I uh, uh, don't know whether you want to uh, uh, say this out loud or not, you're going to Tenerife, aren't you? And that's somewhere that's... Um... Uh, yeah, I'm going this Sunday uh, and it's perhaps 26 out at the moment, which is lovely because it's, uh, although it's Spanish, it's just off the north coast of Africa. So it remains Do you have hot all year round. Do you have... Or at least warm anyway. Do you have somewhere out there that you know well enough that you always go back to the same place, or is no? It just in a, fact, I haven't been. So there's probably a bit of a tale here. Not, it's not that interesting. But I, last time I went to Tenerife was in 1990, 32 years ago. Lads' holiday, Playa de las wow. America. <laughs> and I shall give you the names of the bars we went to because that that that's quite yeah, go on. Um, that's good. Bobby's, <laughs> so, good old Bobby. Bananas. Oh, all one. All on. Churchill's. Oh, lovely. Sergeant Pepper's. Oh. Lips with a Z. So you massively got into Spanish. Yeah, and one more Busby's. You got to have a Busby's while you're away. Uh, yeah. So we went on a lads' holiday, um, and in in Playa de las Americas, we're not going to Playa de las Americas. We're going to a, a resort which is called Los Cristianos, which is just up the way. But I am going to go back to Las Americas uh, for a drink one evening just to see if it's just as shit as I remember. But it's um it's called the Veronica Center, and it is literally. It looks it looks like Stevenage with palm trees. It's horrific. <laughs> so apologies for anyone who lives in Stevenage, but uh, it's not good. But when you when you're when you're 21 mm. and you've got no, uh, matter, you've got a it? bit of uh, cash on the hip, you just want to have a while of a time for a fortnight. It's 
fucking brilliant. I mean, you just can't believe it. Can no, no, you? it's and the best it's time like, ever. That would be hell to me now. Oh, no, but, me too. I can't think but, of anything worse. We got pissed every night for a fortnight. I remember coming home and my mouth that. was full of ulcers and gum boils because I was so, and coals, I was so run down. <laughs> I think all I, all, I think all I, all I did all week was smoke, drink lager and eat fried food. That was it. And got burnt to buggery on the beach. Fucking terrible. Who's the one out of your group who gets sunburned because everyone's saying, put cream on it? Uh, Mark I'm Shart. all right. Mark, Mark Shart. Shitty I'm all right. Mick. Shitty Mick. In fact, he got burnt so bad, he had he had literally a thousand water blisters all over his back. A thousand? Yeah, like I read it was about a thousand water. <laughs> <laughs> he was in absolute... I'm not putting cream on. Fuck off. And that was what happened. Amazing. And then and then they get the shits and they have like the shakes and everything. Yeah, yeah, proper sunstroke. And you're all yeah, going sunstroke. out. You're all going out, going to a club, and they're like shivering in bed. Like there's one <laughs> every every group of lads has got that lad yeah. in it. Yeah. I, the only time I've ever really badly burnt, I'm quite lucky actually. Although I'm quite fair haired, I do tan all right, and I don't burn too bad. But I, I remember one year I went to a beta really pissed one lunchtime and fell asleep with my foot hanging out of a sun lounge and my foot was directly in the sun about four hours and it oh. <laughs> completely swelled up like a barrage balloon see i really used to go, i used to tan really well I, I used to have really dark hair yeah like almost sort of dark brown but black sort of wavy fucking just fucking thick hair and i used to go really well, dark like, like so the actor I, dennis price i don't know who that is oh, it was a hollywood actor um like Marco uh, Pierre White, <laughs> sort of, yeah. Um, you didn't used Coog, to actually. You, Steve you didn't Coogan. used to wear a little thing like a Beckham Alice band in your head, did you? You didn't ever go down that route. Uh, Have you ever done that? I had no. I had at one point. I had a little ponytail. Do you know the one I mean? Like the I Beckham. Do, no, yeah, I like a couple of snooker players no, did. I, I, I never did that. But I, but I, not that I wouldn't have been in the market for it. I was all wooden beads and fucking, you know, like look at. I've, you know, I'll try and find a photo, but it's hilarious. Wooden bees and acid but, jazz bands up the sand. But I don't know what happens to your skin, but like now, like I'd be, I'm careful when I go away because I fucking oh. love the sun. But I now know my, I've got to be really careful with my skin because it's like now it's like I think I'm going to be one of those old men that looks like Speck Ham. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, yeah. I get the toupee and Speck Ham yeah. head, sort of blotchy head yeah oh god um but yeah and no, i'm i'm looking forward to getting a bit of sunshine lovely beautiful yeah. well be let beautiful. me know what it's like I'm i will a, do i need to i need to check out a part of the world that's warm in winter yeah like, i'm thinking and that's perfect because it's I don't, you know i don't want to do myself a disservice because but i start to think oh you know like actually the way i'm looking at it is in a way i'm entering the age i'm at it's sort of like the third act yeah if you look at it in you know like, obviously it'd be nice to live fucking till 100 but if you can assume that you get three blocks of 25 at least yep. i'm now entering you know getting towards the third act i'm into and mine. i'm thinking yeah. well actually that's why like you laughed before when i was talking about looking at caravans i'm thinking i'm sort of getting ahead of the third act going away in the winter owning a caravan <laughs> like just fucking start it now and just get get ahead of it and just just bed in as a middle as Do an you know older what really man. Really scares me the fact of you just saying about the third act. I was just thinking when I went to Tenerife, I was I was still not the end of the first act. Fuck yeah, you're still a baby. And I was yeah, I was twenty. You're basically a baby getting drunk with a load of idiot mates. other other babies. Yeah, we used to go to this. Um, we down, there was this group of bars downstairs that was sort of slightly subterranean that smelt of really strong disinfectant and sick basically. <laughs> That's what, oh, and there was one God, bar. Yeah. There was one bar in there called the heavy Br metal bars. Always yeah, smell heavy. <laughs> I was going to say there was one bar down there called the Britannia Bar, and it was the only bar that played heavy metal. And it used to have, uh, it used to have um, 
three different sized TVs on the bar that they obviously just got from like someone's house and put them up and they used to play heavy metal videos all day long. What is it about heavy metal bars where there would be a smell of sick? Yeah. Have you ever been to the Crow Bar? I think it's gone yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. I think you might be right that it's gone. It's, yeah. You know it's, what I mean? It's it's around the back of where the story used to be. Yeah, down there. And, yeah Matt, I mean, Matt Morgan's a big uh, metal and rock yeah. man. So like, he, he's uh, a big Crowbar guy. Uh, and he was actually talking about on the episode that's dropped on his podcast, uh, uh, his his um, Patreon, that he'll be putting up maybe possibly Friday, which is the day we're recording now. Yeah. Um, he was talking about how when there was like biker bars and he was hanging around with like loads of bikers and rockers when he was younger, and there was a thing where you had your leather jacket. And the gang got hold of your leather jacket and put it in the bath at a house party, and everyone pissed on it. What was that like a, a like ritual? A ha- yeah, like a hazing ritual, like you wearing your leather jacket in by uh, even the girls all pissing on a jacket. What? So just walking around with the smell of stale, so like, yeah, piss. like yeah, well, I don't know what you, you fucking soak it afterwards and then it dries, but it's like it's That's been fucking revolting. It is, but like I sort of. I sort of like that the rock world exists. Like, I'm, it sort of feels like it's sort of not really there anymore. But I know it. Matt was saying it's not like it was, and it's it's kind of, of got it's, a, it's got a different it's got a different look and a different vibe now. It's more short hair and sort of different styles. And I, I, I think yeah, it was never my thing at all. But I always liked the fact that within the mix of society, like the yeah. groups that we had, what, what we grew up with, is you know obviously like not that they were all together at the same time, but you went. There were there were basically fashions that came and went. And it became tribes. I mean, tribes, I remember, yeah. in the early eighties, there was there was a real because that was the so there was a lot of sort of um, reemergence of older styles coming. You know, sort of like there was a, the revival. So there was like yeah. the there was like the new wave mod revival in the early eighties. Then uh, alongside that, there was sort of like the scar scene, yeah. and then alongside that was the new wave of metal. Yeah. Like Iron Maiden and Put yeah. and um, Amber and all those sort of bands. So I remember going out and you would get like you get tribes, you get mods, you get skinheads, you get mm. you get metalheads, and you get casuals. Yeah. Casuals are a real thing, and casuals kind of one of the few things that sort of sort of carried on a little bit. You know, I remember well, ca- casuals became about football, didn't it? Yeah, but, and, and you know where it came from. Music. Don't you? you know where the casual clothing came from. Well, I think I do. You tell me what you well, think. Well, it was when the first time. British teams were allowed yeah, into yeah, Europe, yeah, yeah, like and they this. would see. We would go over there in our fucking duffel coats and woolly hats, and then they'd see all the Italian thing. Why do they look a hundred times smarter than us? And also, and, then just, they buy and it was the, that thing of like the sports shops would have something that you couldn't get at home. Yeah, like yeah, absolutely. So basically, football hooligans went and nicked, literally nicked clothes. Yeah, they absolutely did. Like, um, and then they bought them back, and then yeah. there was a, then there was a. Um, yeah. The scene for it, and then they started importing it and open shops. Yeah. Some people bought the and stuff. And then there'd yeah. be like fabled certain pieces, like yeah, like it's always seen. I've seen, I've watched lots of documentaries about that, and uh, it's like the green feeler, blue and green sort of split feeler yeah, tracks yeah. top. The green one was the one that was seen as rare, and like you fucking like you know you've really fucking um found yourself like a, it's like a bit of haute couture, isn't it? Yeah, you know, in yeah. That, in that culture, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. but weirdly like. It doesn't. It didn't really. It doesn't feel. I know when you when you see videos about that, they obviously put certain music to the, to that stuff. Mm. But really, the people making that music weren't really making music, thinking about the football thing. So it was separate. Yeah, Whereas yeah. with with like mod culture or whatever, it was like those clothes were inspired by like those bands. So like 
you know, like you say, like new wave mods and whatever, we're looking at people like the Small Faces and the Beatles. And yeah, yeah. So even like, yeah, when Oasis came out, their look was basically... Cash they, mod, yeah, wasn't it? Well, it was, it was, mix, it was yeah, like but, kind of a mixture of both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I know there's sort of... The, I don't know what... I, I don't understand what the young... Because the, the young people are now... It feels like everything... All their expression is now via social media. Yeah. It doesn't feel so much like they're in tribes because... It doesn't feel like they're even fucking hanging out with each other, but I don't no. even know if that's true. No, I, and, and maybe, I was, who was I chatting to this? I can't remember, mate of mine the other day, and I said maybe part of it is because I'm too old now to realise that there are tribes out there because I don't hang around with people of that age group to realise that they are separation. But I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think everything's changed. You know, we were talking earlier on about sort of sexuality and, you know, people being gay or not gay or bisexual. Mm. And, you know, it, it's kind of a but weird... But also there's just more individualism, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's kind of a weird thing where... No one gives a fuck anymore what someone's sexuality is, but at the same time, they do care. So they care in a good way. Yeah, yeah. So instead of like, oh, you're gay, it's like, well, fucking... You I, know, I don't care that you're gay, but also, you know, I care that you you, you have the space to tell me and, and be able yeah. to talk about it, you know? it's like, and, and we're like parents of teenagers, and that's their generation. That's yeah, why yeah. I've been watching on Sky, I've been watching Euphoria, which I highly recommend. It's got Zendaya in it, who's... Mm-hmm. She's fucking brilliant, and oh, everyone in it's brilliant. But she's just got loads of charisma, and even though she's like, she's got a life as like a model and an actress who's having an amazing yeah. career and all that. But she is a brilliant kid, and she's she plays uh, a girl who's struggling with with addiction, drug mm-hmm. addiction problems. But all the other characters in it, like the team, the sort of all the other teens who are going through what everyone's yeah. going through, I think it's the best thing I've seen. Uh, I actually also love Sex Education on Netflix, even though that's heightened. Yeah, it's got a sort of more cartoon esque feel about it. But the the writing and the issues are dealt with brilliantly. But I think on a, on a, in a different tone, Euphoria is really up my street. So if if you if you're uh, if oh, you sounds good after yeah, you should have out. a look at that. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like I am, you know, quite rightly no longer really keeping up with whatever the fuck young people are thinking now. Yeah. And it's all air, I think, in Euphoria about, you know, uh, the non-binary world and all the rest of it. It's yeah. kind of like, I'm watching it, like, thinking, right, I'm being educated here. Yeah, totally. Uh, I, just fucking, I, I find the whole thing... And I worry for him. I worry amazing, for him. You know, that, like... uh, obviously, we all grew up, we've just been talking about, right from childhood and through school, there's always shit that people go through when you're young. Mm-hmm. No more... No more... It's no easier to go through than the than the grown up problems later on. At the time, it, it means everything, but I do worry for the young people now. That's why I love Euphoria. I'm like fucking worrying about them because they've got that extra thing of uh, there's a there's a the pecking order thing that we used to do through having the right pair of trainers or whatever. Yeah, is now literally like you're curating your image online as a fucking yeah, personal absolutely. brand, and it's like fucking hell, guys. Like the and, and like and as we we were briefly mentioning as well about our like and I, I mentioned this on Matt's podcast last night. I don't want to have a big chat about it, but even like porn culture and what that's doing to young mm. minds and and just the pressure, like it just fucking yeah, I just really feel for young people. Would you um, if if you could, if, do you think you'd really struggle now being a teenager in this time? Well, yeah, knowing how it, you were, how you were as a teenager, yeah, if you I'd, could place yourself in this definitely, time. Definitely, I'd think like whatever I was worried about as at the age of sixteen, seventeen, which actually, being completely honest, was that I w- I still looked like a baby and I wasn't fucking maturing very quick. Yeah, yeah. My mates were all getting served. I was still, I, st- I basically still looked like Fred from the Wonder Years. I've just got to take this call. I'm so oh, sorry. That's so rude. 
anyway so yeah i think when i think what was what was uh what was my issue back then it was like oh fucking hell when do i when do i grow up and feel like i'm fitting in it's like lads fitting in with the lads and wanting to be yeah, bigger and yeah. shaving and stuff like that i wasn't shaving until i was about 30 <laughs> and the funny thing fucking was hell. i had gray hairs before i was shaving <laughs> That that is rid- I've never heard that before. That's it's ridiculous. Weird, isn't it? Like, was it your was, was your face like fucking up, Greek islands, just my, like loads of fucking skin <laughs> yeah, patches between yeah. the beard? But my mates used to laugh because I used to like have lift up sides. <laughs> so like, if it was windy, it'd go like that. So it looked like a, it looked like my hair looked like a wig. I have to say, yeah, I'm 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 with you on that. I think if I was a teenager now, I would I, it would be far worse than when I was a teenager. I mean, it was bad enough in the eighties, but I think now. It would be infinitely worse. I, I, I'm like you. I took. I was probably one of the last kids at school to for voice to break and to get any fucking pubes. Yeah, yeah, I remember same, sort yeah. of being forced in the shower. And I, me- I remember being like eleven or twelve and going in the shower. I remember there was a kid at school called Neil Garrett, and I remember him being in the shower. He just looked like, a, just looked like a fucking Neanderthal. I remember yeah. thinking, how can you look like that? Twelve? Yeah, What's going just on? Sort of. Yeah, yeah. It's it's hard. The one thing that they have got over us though is that they live in a world where. Everyone's now comfortably talking about feelings, mental health, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. And what I've what I've noticed in my lad, although he's he's been you know he's he's having some challenges, is the boy even like between a bunch of lads, they're all checking in on each other, and even though I, I worry That's that they're really all nice. they're they're all on online rather than being around each other, yeah. sat by the chippy, they are fucking checking in on each other and they talk mm. about each other to each other. Like, oh yeah, he seems a bit down at the moment, and what I like, that's fucking amazing. So like, oh, uh, so like I do hold hope out. I'm not saying yeah. it's not like completely bleak. Someone for them. said in the eighties, oh, he's got mental health problems. Straight away, you think that you're just basically you need to go to an asylum. Well, you just say right, oh yeah, you say you're a Joey, you need to be in an asylum. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, but no, it's true. In a mental health problem, you just see some bloody lunatic. You push or... someone in a lake, wouldn't you? If they, if... <laughs> anyway, should we get on to the point of why we're doing this podcast today? No, there is no. No, the point we're doing. Well, this no, po- the... there is. What is there? You, well, there you, is. You, there... I, I decide what the point. That... No, go on, tell me what what the point is. So no, um, so the other week, no, it's probably about a month ago. Uh, you texted me with a uh, text saying, uh, "Well, I can't remember the actual words you used. It was." Uh, well, we we've said we basically on. Should we just say about Andre Rue? Is it Andre Rue? Yeah, the in. I think the in is our sense of humour. Apart from when we're just being horrible to each other. Yeah, is the thing that we both laugh at is things that depress us <laughs> that are nothing to do with our lives. But like, you could put something on, and it's so mediocre that it'll just make you feel. Rotten inside. Yeah, like then, I tell, like, I get like a Baltic chill through yeah, me when I watch right. it. You know, and one of the things that the first thing that where where we did that and we laughed, we both laughed at the same thing, was we we've already laughed about it and then it happened the other day. I, I'm flicking through the TV and who you just said on what's his what's his name? I think Andre Rowe. Andre Rue or whatever. whatever yeah. Right. So he's a composer. No, he's a conductor, isn't he? He's not even a composer, is he? Smarmy he's German mullet. All he is is That's a bloke is. waving his fucking arms around, wearing yeah. a big tuxedo and tails, but in huge kind of like um, musical events, uh, uh, you know, outdoor, like massive outdoor. Like it's at kind the of like Riverdance. It's, it's not like yeah. Riverdance. It's that sort of rip, that sort of mass adoration that Riverdance had momentarily. Yeah, yeah. But it's the like same he's, thing. He's like a big deal. And yet, 
how do you how do you describe what the vibe is of the music that he's creating for these audiences? How do you describe mm. it? So it, so to me, this is what it is, right? So he specialises in the Vienna Waltz, and what I hate about most about the Vienna Waltz is that when the Vienna Waltz sort of first came out, when Strauss first wrote that stuff, he was seen as a little bit bit cheap because classical music was taken seriously and the Vienna Waltz was a bit tongue-in-cheek because you know what? I'm already <laughs> impressed that we're starting here very good right. carry on okay so what Andre Rue has done he's taken that form of music and created it into entertainment yeah. essentially basically but, like cruise ship entertainment it is right? crude but on but on mass so he gets basically <laughs> he gets he gets like and I suspect you know a very very talented good orchestra that yeah. all, all dress up like cunts <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. do that. All yeah, the women yeah. wear like but, satin, multicolour dresses, and yeah, they're like, yeah, but they're not. It's, they're basically like Disney ball gowns. Yeah, that, that's it. That's what I mean. That's it. Like that's really, exact Disney ball gowns. That's but what it in is, really yeah. cheap, sort of pastely colours that look like it just looks like a fucking cake shop window. Yeah, it? it's horrendous. <laughs> it's and, fucking uh, horrible. And uh, yeah, so basically, he comes on. What he does. He he injects even more humour in, into, and that's the rub with Andre. That's why people go because mm. it not only do they get to hear great music, but he's in playful their, with the music. Oh, he's so playful. Um, it's so funny. He was singing uh, "Did the Waltz," and then we are doing the New Year uh, "Old Lang Syne," and he's wearing a funny hat. Yeah, he puts <laughs> on a funny hat. And what was really there's, there's one where um, he gets as uh, a lady that comes on stage and sings with... You know what I'm going to say, don't you? On, yeah. Sings with him. Yeah. And he, she is like his... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? His, uh, his nemesis, on-stage nemesis. Oh, no. Because he like, goes... Oh, no, you're not here, are you, you rat bag? Yeah, so what he he does the waltz. And all the audience are going... La, 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 la. <laughs> and there's, there's a couple of men in the orchestra in the audience with big handlebar massages pretending yeah. to conduct in yeah, the audience yeah. like that and then she looks at him and goes Ed, one for the money two for the show <laughs> three to get ready now go cat go so don't you hey what are you what doing to my orchestra that's right. I didn't approve this and the audience not only singing on they piss themselves laughing this <laughs> this is fantastic <laughs> so funny yeah. and then what he does he does the a bit sorry loud, but, he yeah. does a sort of you know the fist like the yeah. what hey. are you doing puts his hands on his hips yeah. like I've lost control of I've the whole situation and then, then and then she goes <laughs> go cut go then he goes do 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 and then she goes oh rats he's taken over what have I done and then the audience all go ah we're safe hands again and there it so goes. So basically, musically, it's been pulled from, oh, no, something contemporary is happening. <laughs> it gets pulled <laughs> I back don't way. like so, this. Oh, thank God we are back in the realms of classical music. <laughs> and then and then it's like, oh, I give up. Maybe you guys, do you want some rock? And then it's like they'll do like a little medley, won't they, of like, yeah. tutti frutti, on rutti, <laughs> tutti frutti. She actually some, sang it like that. And, 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 then and, then all, and then like the naughty ones will run through the crowd going I'm going to throw water at you and they're going oh no but it is not water it is glitter and now yes. it is so funny <laughs> and it's like you're, we're, we're texting each other screen grabs or clips of that going I'm what, I've just put Sky Arts on and I'm watching this and I'll send it to you and it'll like the, the, the sight of that being culture will make you feel so low that you'll send we'll then have a series of vile messages to each other about how that audience, it feels like you're watching basically the Third Reich enjoying 
what what they would have done to the world. Oh, like, exactly, you know. yeah. and and there's a, there's a clip when they do the rock and roll thing, and it cuts to the audience. There's this woman on her own dancing, <laughs> like she's dropped a tab, and he's <laughs> and he's got a really serious face and gets getting into Hendrix, like oh, she's discovered a new art form. And it's like it's basically music in it yeah. on a huge scale, but. What was the? What was the? I can't remember what clip it was. I I sent you the like literally about a week or two ago, and, and I'd seen it as well. And I was about to send you the same thing, and you, and, you the, just... and there was people crying. I know. I tell you what it was. They did a someone did a performance of of Hallelujah. The the who's who originally wrote Hallelujah? Is that a Leonard Leonard Cohen? Cohen. So obviously, obviously, you know, arguably I can't the stand that song, but arguably the Jeff Buckley version of that song that is like that is an incredible performance yeah. of an amazing song i'm not a fan of but, it i'll be honest but it's go. one of those it because it got x-factored as well it's like been done to death in the yeah. same way that uh um and i'm feeling good it's like i could just get it's, it's, like, it's, it's gone the same way as pork great, pork isn't it a great piece it started of, as a really pork. nice really nice idea now everyone does pulled pork, pork. Uh, asda pulled pork, pork. <laughs> cold baguette in a fridge exactly that yeah, yeah. it's been fucking exactly on recognition what it is isn't it like and that's the best way of, of describing it. Andre Rieu's music is like an Asda pulled pork b- baguette. <laughs> no, 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 with no, a reduced sticker no, on you it. Know, you know the sort of the pulled pork that, cut, <laughs> that comes in a bag that normally carries plasma for yeah. a fucking hospital and yeah. you have to cut it open and it's like... Oh, oh yeah, yeah, like that sort of grainy... Fucking oh, revolt. You know, like a sealed just, oh, vacuum. It's oh, like, it's just so disgusting. It, and actually, it, it links in because it feels like... Capitalism does that, doesn't it? It goes. Yeah. Oh, here's the thing. Everyone's decided pulled porks a thing, so now there's like a machine kicks in making a sort of really crap version of a pulled pork product, and you know, like people are buying that. Like sushi, it happened with sushi, didn't it? You know. Yeah, yeah, of like, course it did. Them little pathetic boxes of sushi with like a sort of dead prawn. Or, or even, even worse, even worse, they've got to the point now where they think a bit of sushi is some rice with a little bit of cucumber in the middle. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. Tuna mayonnaise? Yeah, fuck off! Tuna mayonnaise, <laughs> like, rolled up and, like, oh, it's so just, awful. like, it's depre- so awful. depressed fucking low-paid workers yeah. chopping these, you know, there's, like, some like someone with, like, an Uzi's walking up and down, got, like, keeping an eye on them, and they're, like, making sushi under, like, horrible conditions so that they can be sold in Morrison's I for hate, a pound. I really hate long-term cultural memes you know and that that can that can be like you know a food mm. thing where it becomes like really faddy and everyone's into it for a bit and it's like yeah like you say but like when the, the when pork of... but when like us two and you can get your stuff ready here yeah when when like us two you have a disposition to being to having certain days of the month where you feel really low and that's not good and like you should look after your mental health and all that mm. but part of the joy of it when like that part of the outlet being comedy is that some of the things that make you feel awful? It's such a horrible feeling, but actually, there's a there's a sort of delicious, there's a deliciousness to the cynicism because you know that it's firing your comedy a, brain to, up. To, right? Yeah, and also to me, it's a little bit like you can't help but make yourself feel like that. It's a bit like when you someone says to you, "Poor, smell that milk; it stinks." You can't help but smell it. You yeah, have like to the, smell it just the, to know how awful it is. And actually, those there's like that, that's what happened when I, you know, when we were having that walk earlier, and we and both there we are walking yeah, along past that carcass. And we, we, yeah. we, we basically find a carcass with legs, and you and, can't, you couldn't help but give it, <laughs> give it a nudge with the boot, your yeah, boots. It was a of bit of you, sort of like horribly fascinated. So with that, I sort of set you a challenge, didn't I? And I said because we were talking about 
beige beige people and beigeness like it's a general beige beige culture you know like and i said what does that be quite nice thing like what does that make you think what's the beigeest thing you can think of there's so many and the beige what i find so depressing about beige things is that it's it's so popularist isn't it it's so there's so many people beige basically means something that's become incredibly common and successful but it's just so mediocre that there's almost no point even arguing with it or the yeah, people it that just like get, it right. it's just yeah right so, so i'm I, there's loads here that i've got in here right go on okay but i'm gonna start i'm gonna start with one that's always really wound me up the, the term annoys me and the people that frequent this place really wind me up mm-hmm. are you gonna ready yeah henman hill Henman. <laughs> all right. So yeah. So it's okay, you, you, yeah. right. You can oh, see right. You can God. see them all on, sitting Tim. there, all sitting. But not oh, only that. So God. it's become like even though he doesn't oh, play yeah. at Wimbledon anymore, it's become Henman Hill. So yeah. anyone cheering on some fucking useless British player that never. And I'll tell you what it is as well. What? It's the moment on the beige. Right. So what we're what we're Wait trying to camera. What what we're trying to what we're trying to find here is what. What lives in the absolute bullseye of beige shit that just makes you cringe inside? And actually, I'll tell you what it is. It's people having a picnic on Henman Hill, singing, Tennis is coming home. (laughs) (laughs) It makes me... And you go like that, because it's sort of bad enough when when it's football's going home, because now that's like pissed fucking people with England flags and... Just getting their hopes up, and then there's a fight when we lose, and then some we'll, cars we'll get throw plastic up. chairs yeah, at each other. Yeah, all that. That, ter- that is terrible. Yeah, yeah. But I would say, but that's arguably, part of British culture. Come on, that that outburst of hate and violence. I've actually got more respect for hate and violence than I have of people having a picnic on Henman Hill singing. We're in the middle. You can hear the the you know the crowd's middle uh, middle class accent sort of go tennis is coming home it's coming home oh god it just makes me so, fucking yeah die. so uh, what i hate is the fact that they make a day of it and put a fucking blanket out and have a picnic look that's well, a nice day out i'm not gonna lie there's nothing wrong with a bit of tennis no I, summer, it's just strawberries the people that just sit on that fucking hill and think and when and when the Camacron comes across, they all go, "Oh look, we're on!" And they'll go, Ooh. "Tennis is coming home." And it's the, you know, you know, they've With all warm, bought warm pims in plastic, yeah. fucking, and they've all oh, bought God. their fucking M and S plastic bags for the fucking chorizo and cheese yeah. bites, and yeah. God knows what else. And all sitting there, um, those those peppers that have got cream cheese, cheese. in them, <laughs> <laughs> but they, but everything tastes of fridge. Yeah, it's like a picnic. The fridge, yeah. a picnic that just tastes of refrigeration. Uh, oh, so that God. so yeah it's it's kind of just it's the I can't think of anything worse than sitting on a hill not at, watching watching a match on a television with a load of people I don't like yeah. I just and I'm paying for it and I can't and, think of and worse. all the way through the whole experience is the 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 gentle puttering of an electricity generator yeah Oh God! That's and good. I think deep yeah. down, you know, what the part of them thinking is, I, I, not only do yeah, it's not really about tennis; they're just hoping that someone like might, Tim Henman you know might we, fuck them one we day, might and be, they won't happen. It won't ever happen. <laughs> we might be discovering a um, a little format here, and yeah, Henman is very he is like that, and he, I mean, he he's, he's like a commentator now, isn't he? So I don't know. He might be a nice bloke. Whatever, I'm sure but, he's lovely. It's just that, the whole. It's the very mess, much it's that just, world of your Sue Barker's, your Henman's. 
that that sort of politeness that surrounds everything. Yeah. You know, cause, because basically and the it etiquette comes from, of tennis, Yeah, isn't it's it? the yeah. etiquette of tennis clubs, isn't it? That's, yeah, that's yeah. where it comes from. It's a very white, exclusive... It is. And I, I think that's what really... It's not I, inclusive. Do you know what I mean? It looks yeah. like it looks friendly. It, it appears to be celebrating yeah. everything that's good and summer, but actually, it's very stuffy. It's very conservative, and actually, it you know, but you they only think have it's to... quite wild. That's the thing when they yeah, go, Whoa! That's it. That's I think that's they're it. being it's quite wild. Fucking beige wizard, uh, um, wild. Yeah, the, that that's the same as Ryu, isn't it? It's, yeah, we're doing, we're doing. We've been uh, let off the leash. We've we don't... been let off the leash. Yeah. I'm just going to sing hallelujah but it's going to be an orchestra and it's a time it's a bit, bit time for some middle class um, nihilism yeah well it's not at all, all right, is you it? Can have, that's going in that's what going else? in so him and hill right so i've got a few right um see the i, I wouldn't say they've got a similar um it, right okay uh oh, i've got so many i'm just trying to yeah just read them um out. right basically yeah this this is a bit dated now mm. But any cunt that was quite happy to go on top of the pops and be in the audience, that really annoys me. <laughs> really? Yeah, All right, the ones who would be standing yeah, around. What a waste of a fucking evening. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it depend who was on? Like, There's no bar, so you can't even get drunk. No, I mean, that... you can't even have a drink. You're, 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 you're pushed and pulled around like sheep. You just stand there, don't you? Just you? Stand there. You just stand there. I just, just standing, can't stand it. Standing in the proximity of a sex offender just to get on telly and, and sort of. <laughs> Put a, put your thumbs up just before. It's do you know what it is? It's not even the people on it. It's to me, it's rewinding of the conversation that I'd say like Sandra would have rung up her mate uh, oh, yeah, and the said, whole thing of... said right. I've my mate uh, saying right. There's a, there's a there's a coach going from work to the top of the pops. We managed to get a ticket. Do you want to come along? And they've all gone up on a coach to BBC Studios, and they've all gone in there yeah. and stood there. And and whooped and stood near Simon Bates and stood near Simon and whooped at. Um, so they would have probably watched something like Two Unlimited, followed by that <laughs> that that year's comic relief shit, like a comedy what's t- song with Mel and Sue or something. The, what's the main Two Unlimited song? Uh, no, 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 no. There's no limit. That was, no. There's no limit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Straight at number, straight at number forty-three. It's a climber for two unlimited. Yeah. No, no. Coming no. up, rock set, rock set. And then they'd have like a joke. Then then they'd have the joke song, or they'd have a um, yeah, rolling rat. Rolling rat. Yeah. So like, so like, oh, Bohemian Rhapsody's hit the charts again. I would say I don't. I think there's the. There's so many amazing classic Top of the Pops bits. So I, can't, I, don't, I love not, watching it. I just but, think it's great. But I love the idea of, you know, Debbie and Sandra going down from Derby on a coach to London and that cold pissing fucking Shepherd's Bush, yeah. which is really shit, being shepherded into a studio to stand and watch Two Unlimited and Roland It's Rack so depressing. And, uh, I just find the whole thing really bleak. I mean, I guess it's like the look of the draw, what week you went to Top of the Pops, isn't it? Yeah. But I would argue that exactly the same experience, I, I totally agree with you, but when I was feeling ill last week and I was one, I just couldn't, I didn't have any energy in me to sort of like, do, right, I'm going to get through the entire box set of The Wire or whatever, which yeah, I thought yeah. I'd do, but I didn't end up doing it. I ended up watching a handful of episodes of The Gentle Touch on Britbox, which was amazing. It's like 1982 and it's all grainy and gritty mm-hmm. and it was actually brilliant. It's really well written as well. But then I just put normal telly on and I watched Rylan Clark presenting (laughs) 
presenting Ready Steady Cook, right? And when he he was being all like he had the common touch, he was being all nice to the two. There was like a girl there with her mum, and they they were both put with a different chef. Yeah, yeah. And he was just being like, "Oh, Gene, what are you like chopping onions, <laughs> right?" And the audience would all go, <laughs> and there's this like, then the camera cuts what to the audience. What are you like chopping onions? What are you like, Gene? Oh, you oh look at you chopping away, and then. Like, the audience laughed at him saying, look at you, chopping away. I know. And I was lying in bed feeling ill, going, oh, my God. Like, actually, he seems like a really nice lad, to be fair. I don't want to be oral about Rylan Clark. But it is, it's very much mum's, mum and daughter getting on the thing, going into London to see Rylan on the show. And it's like, three, oh, it was right, fun. get ready, everyone. Ten, nine, eight. <laughs> counting exactly. down and it's like I just was my, and my bro, I was just watching it thinking oh there's no need for a fucking countdown it's like obviously the meal has to be ready because of the fucking programs and also end. as well you know on the journey up on the coach or on the train they had a bottle a small bottle of Blossom Hill Blush each. <laughs> so exactly that. So like for me, yeah. like the game that we're playing is what is the absolute apex of the beigeness yeah. and I think it's the moment when Sandra and Debbie pour out the Bosch, the Blossom Hill into paper cups on the coach <laughs> on the way to watch Ryland present, who's not even a chef. I know. I mean, even I would argue that if you change any element of that, if you say same thing, but it's classic Ready Steady Cook when Ainsley was at the top of his game, then I would say, to be fair, he was at the top of his game and he actually is a chef. Mm. But now culture has been reduced to the fact that the, the people who make Ready Steady Cook have gone the 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 dead the dead-eyed sheeple that that watch this program don't even need a chef to be hosting this program anymore oh, we just need it to be a face they've seen in take a break yeah it doesn't matter That's who it enough. is just anyone and and bless him like rylan it's like a slightly worry like obviously he's been in the news lately and i don't want to get into like yeah. slagging him off but because he's got that kind of like he's really he's very sort of manicured and he's got like his his hair's all colored in dark yeah. and he's Teeth are like, like brilliant some brilliant thing. Aren't they? So white, he's got yeah. he's got very much a sort of um, almost like a Vegas. Uh, he looks like a Disney, a Vegas Disney prince yeah. in a theme park. Yeah, he does. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, like I said, he's <laughs> like he should be playing Prince Charming on a Beauty and the Beast ride. That's what he's like. Yeah, that's what he's like. He... But but just like oh god, oh man, like and I just love that moment where. I'm watching something and I'm just being really... Like, like if I was sat with my mum and she heard what I was thinking, she would be like, what has happened to you, son? You, you're, like, dead in your heart. But I'd be arguing the other way, like, oh, yeah. fucking hell, mum. Like, is this what you're sitting watching? But I, do you know, no, well, I like it. He's really good when he chops the onions and then does yeah. his countdown from <laughs> oh, ten. Look, he's bad, but he's funny. He's a people person. <laughs> oh, yeah, but it's like, well, it's not arming anyone, is it? So, like, what I, I, do, I do like laughing at myself thinking... What's my problem with this? But yeah, it just fucking. Yeah, makes the other me one that horrible. what I find even more depressing is I would imagine that Debbie and did we say Debbie and Sandra yeah, is, yeah. have come from they both work in an insurance company, yeah. admin, right? <laughs> yeah. And do you know the most depressing They've taken thing? a day off from doing insurance the most quotes depressing with, a, with, thing, a, with a headpiece on it, Admiral. It. And the, the most depressing thing is for me would be them telling the story to the rest of the staff the following day about their evening at Ready Steady Cook. Yeah, They're and re. And the bit is, the thing is... He seemed like really nice, Riley. He does seem like a really nice guy. The, the, <laughs> in case anyone's never been to a TV recording, the worst thing about it is they will have got there 
and then then what's going to have hit them is that of course that 10 minutes where they count down and everyone tries to make the meal and like it's a tv show it's going to have taken more than 10 minutes yeah so that's fake in the same way that if you go to a panel show it's all blocked out. Yeah. Things have been gone we were through. There four you know, hours. Yeah. It's like that ten minutes. That took four. And like they're they're gonna have to have watched someone like chop onions and then try and so saute them about <laughs> eight times. <laughs> and and really needing a piss. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You're not allowed I wouldn't to go. go again. Someone with a clipboard's going. I'm sorry, but you can't. It's you like, can't leave the show because home. continuity in the audience. They've gone home slightly crushed. But it's like, but the thing is, next next week when they film another episode, another another load of cattle are put in and sat down, yeah. and then they have to laugh at saying what you like, Gene, and and the, someone, sorry mate, we had we didn't, you know, the camera's out of focus, we need that again. So then he has to go, oh, what you like, Gene, and they have to get it from different angles, and then them all laughing oh. again. <laughs> And then the other thing as well, then later on, about six months later, they'll be on their Facebook profile, they'll have paused the television as the camera swept through the audience, mm. and they're there, mm. and then they they do a freeze picture, take a picture with their phone, put it on Facebook and say, fame at last. Yeah, yeah, fame <laughs> at last, yeah. And and uh, and what it is, is um, whenever it used to be those studio-type shows, like Noel's House Party, yeah, they go to the audience, and there's always... There's always one bloke looking up at the monitors that are in the, you know, and you've yeah, been yeah. told not to look at them, but there's no way they're going to get just shot when no one is doing it. Yeah. There's just like one bloke who always looked up. Um, so that actually that need we've we've kind of just discussed pretty much my next topic, which is, um, basically you know people go to free TV, free TV audience, lucky dip, like just, oh, yeah. yeah, that was my next thing, you know. Just like people go and watch Mrs. Brown's Boys in the audience. People go and watch yeah. Ready, Steady, Cook in the audience. Well, yeah, it's the same what, thing. Just, just a waste of anyone's time. Uh, yeah, I have. Um, okay. The, these are kind of like... but they're, Because they're en masse, yeah. they are kind of... They really... Okay. Um, this is probably going to... Okay. Just say it. Madness gigs. Oh, all right. <laughs> all right. Because I actually had, I, I actually think they write fucking very good pop right, songs. Now, Sid, now this, this is what, this is what's interesting about this one, right? Mm. The reason I'm, in, I'm enjoying this one is because I do quite like Madness, and I think they have written some of the best songs this UK's. But I think they're fantastic. Yeah, they're yeah. A really good band, and they re, and they've, they've remained. I think reasonably relevant, and they but, really... there's, but I see what you're saying. There's a, it's like it's a dressing up party, like the Rocky Horror Show, right? It's become like pantomime. Yes, yeah, what it is, it's become like, mm. yeah, it's become like the Rocky Horror Show where everyone you're turns right, up actually. with a trilby on. They've they've slightly like... they've slightly crossed a line where it is on. They're on if they're not careful, they're on. It's on the way to being Andre Ryu. But it's Andre. Uh, that's what I was saying. Andre Ryu for the for the sort of scar set. That's what it is, and it's kind of what I don't like. It you get you get the people there that are sort of long term sort of mm. scar heads have been mm. into it for years and years and years, and yeah. you know sort of bloating yeah. middle aged men have poured yeah. themselves into a bench um, <laughs> shirt. You know what I mean? And they look absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. um, and then you get ones who just just like them when they were younger, and they've got past it, but they turn up with a madness. Well, it's that thing. Yeah, yeah, it's that thing where. You get people who dressed up, and it looks like a Smithy's um, Blues Brothers outfit. Yeah, <laughs> which I, <laughs> that's that as beige as it gets. Yeah. Is is putting on a Smithy's Blues Brothers outfit and going to a madness gig, even though 
like to join in. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Or the worst even is someone that turns up with a selector T-shirt on because they're, what they're saying is, I like madness, but I'm also into the more sort of uh, marginal parts of Scar, so I really know the area. You know, I know this musical Well, I, I can't be horrible about Scar because one of my mates is in a Scar band. I love they're Scar actually, music. They're actually really good. I mean, obviously, it's like mainly a, a, covers, a covers sort of thing. They, they, they actually... Um, my mate sent me a clip. They'd done their own tune this week. And obviously, it's bang on target, like, sound-wise, of, of what you expect. Yeah. It's a fucking really good tune as well. And actually, I never hear Scar and not like it. I always like it. But it is such a very... But it, it's interesting, isn't it? It is... It's like you're saying, like, I went to Brighton um, last summer. And on the day, whatever weekender, the scooters all started turning up. And in in some ways... I was like, oh, I fucking love that they these bikes are still all here and they're yeah. all like chrome and so interesting. It's like it's so great that there's like it's almost it's like, it's like the dying embers, like it sort of yeah. never dies out. But but one thing it did look a bit sad because the core of that crew that were turning up, they were like pushing sixty now. Like, you know, yeah, it wasn't, most it of wasn't them mo- got it their wasn't, own teeth, you know. It wasn't like a few old ones amongst yeah. a load of cool looking scar people. It was really like it. It basically like when I was when I was young, the equivalent was old Ted's, because yeah. you used to get old blokes who still had teddy bear look, and like they were like. But there's something really it. sad about someone in their fifties and sixties still trying to look like they're twenty. But it's what's sad about it. Not not sad and pathetic, but like you mm. think that's probably the time in their lives where they felt that most happiest and probably valued and carefree and they're constantly trying to chase that feeling well we have dressing up in that gear and hearing that music probably takes them back to a happier time we have we have talked many a time on this especially with matt about the well end yeah but part of me i just feel like i just can't i just can't stick the i can't fully stick the knife in you i'm with you i can't stick the knife in and i walked amongst them i uh, when when i was there last year and actually felt like because I used to, I used to love that look, and I was walking around. And I don't really look like that anymore. And I went and got a beer and sat down and sort of had a chat with a couple of people. And it was a sunny day, and it was They're just nice and chill. People, the music was on. It was salt. It was like really fucking lovely, and and yeah, I felt very conflicted in the middle of it all because it is there is an element of uh, it's fancy dress, and you've you've nailed your colours to a mask yeah. so strongly. That the, there's something odd about being in the middle of it because it's like an obsession. That's what it felt like. Mm. It's like you're in the middle of a load of people who've got an obsession, and yet I there's nothing about what they love that I don't also love, like the no. music, the look, all a- that. The sharp look. The so thing is, it's it just felt yeah. But, but there's a there's a melancholy to the fact that they're old. Yeah, and they can't yeah. quite. And and there's there's something about I think it's anyone that's sort of it's like someone in there sort of, there's a bloke in Hitchin that's about sixty and he still dresses as a punk and he walks around with a crass he w- walks around with a leather jacket on with crass written on the back with crass paint it just looks an absolute fucking idiot I think it's there's like, something well, that I I but the, here's what I think about that right about hanging on I think it looks and I've I've had the same relationship almost with doing music yeah I've consciously thought. Oh, I better keep this to myself that I still do because, like, it's not cool anymore. You're a you're a dad now. You're getting old. It never got anywhere. Just be careful. Don't be going out there with an Oasis haircut, still being that guy, right? But then I almost think that you can get so old that if you've hung in there and you still look like, say, for example, yeah. the Willie Nelson look. Yeah. If I see a really old person who's still got a leather jacket on and long grey hair in a ponytail and a bandana and, around there, yeah, and a yeah. bandana and they're riding a bike and they're like eighty. 
I'm like, you are the fucking coolest guy here. Oh, yeah. I, I think I think when you get really old... So you've got to go through you, it. You, I think you've got to go through the middle bit. I agree. See, there's something about... Because the original ethos of punk was about kind of nihilism and about kicking against most things mm. that society tried to make us do. And this, it's something about this guy. I don't know what it is. I mean, you know, I say it, it looks an idiot. That's, that's the wrong word. I just, I just think, I don't know. He's no, got every, no, he's got every it. right it's, to it's, look how he wants. It's not yeah, my judgment at definitely, all. But it's yeah. just, I, I just get. It's fascinating. It's it fascinating. It? I just get frustrated with the fact that is he trying to sort of say, look, I'm, I'm basically, I know far more than you about society. I know far more about how the real world, world works because I dress as a punk. You know, it, I kind it of, is interesting, isn't yeah. it? It's like um, one of the best documentarians of it is Martin Parr, isn't it? Although some yeah. people think Martin Parr's photography, there are some people that argue that some of it's like he's been a bit bitchy. He's getting in the middle like yeah, I did with yeah. Martin. He's taking a load of pictures and it presents a certain, a certain almost cartoon version of Britain. But I fucking love his stuff. If you've never seen a Martin Parr exhibition and yeah. you clock one, He's, you can follow him on Instagram. I fucking love his stuff. Yeah. And he will he will seek out, for example, a Butlin's Weekender, mm. and he'll go and he'll get right amongst it. But I think it's... Ultimately, I think I end up falling down on the side of I'm glad they exist. And it's the same even like when you think like... And I don't want to get into like the politics of it, but like the thing came up this week of uh, or last week, Jimmy Carr's done his like dodgy joke about... Holocaust, uh, whatever, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think Holocaust is the is the... Is the bad bit of 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 his joke, right? And so he, but he's got in there and he's mentioned like a culture, gypsy culture, Roma culture, whatever, whatever anyone's opinions are on all that. I don't want to get into, but but I really love the fact that within our society there's still a bunch of people that live outside of what everyone else is doing. I I think it's what makes humans interesting. It's no, fucking I, great. I that agree. There's there's a, there's, a, there's, there's a, mad little groups that so have a different lifestyle. I think it's fucking great. I love it. it. Have you heard of Penny Rimbaud? Penny Rimbaud was the singer in Crass, and he... Oh, he's Crass a band? I didn't oh, know that. No, it was a band. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right, sorry, and, I just thought they, they, that was his statement. No, no, no. And they were actually quite, you know, genuinely <laughs> an intelligent sort of uh, punk band who who had some, some good stuff to say. And Penny Rimbaud's absolutely fascinating. He lives in this sort of... Um, sort of middle of nowhere really now, and he's become... He's not a punk. He, he kind of... I suppose the ethos of punk he is, but he's kind of like... He kind of looks like a long-haired sort of hippie now, but he was sort of... He had that punk ethos without the sort of Mohican and the leather jacket. He was. It's sort of- amazing, isn't it? That someone can be so in love with that thing, and and maybe somewhere along the way, I'm I might I had to sort of say to myself, as much I fucking absolutely I've got to say Stone in Manchester, Stone Roses Trump Oasis in terms of it. You know that it's it's okay to love them, yeah, however yeah, old yeah, you yeah, get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas with Oasis, it sort of got a connotation with it of laddie and very sort of boorish and whatever and you you got associated with a certain like you were hanging on to a thing yeah yeah, yeah. gotta say they meant the world to me oasis they really meant the world to me and they're the reason that i started like wanted to pick up a guitar oh yeah like without bang bang into that and then them saying what other bands are like and then you go off on your your own journey yeah but so i had to detach myself for it and i think i'm a i'm a better lover of music for for sort of for washing it off me and it's like, like get your head out of just that and go go a bit further and fucking go on your own little journey yeah. and love music for lots of reasons. I need a week, but I but still really love them. But I, the other thing I was going to say was um, it's Penny Rimbaud. So he, he, there's loads of um, interviews with him on YouTube. It's very fascinating. He was saying that. So is he the crass guy? Yeah, and he was saying 
in the in the early days, he said we we would go around handing out leaflets to people um, about what what we, we were all about um, uh, sort of self sufficiency and kicking against society. He said we would hand out a leaflet and within the same leaflet. There would be how to make a bomb and how to bake a loaf. Fuck in the same leaflet. Fuck, which is fascinating. Mad, isn't it? We are back after Miles having a little wee-wee break. It was a lovely week. You accused me of having a shit up there, and I wasn't. <laughs> I was I was worried, because it's quite a small place, isn't it? Yeah. Now, Eric's still watching us from the windowsill. Got to say, a little bit, little bit uh, hurt that he went and just sat on you like you're a well, big Well, it was lovely. I had bottle. Eric on for pretty much 95% of that. I've been kidding myself that I'm special, and he's just fallen in love with me. It was lovely. But he literally, he's, he's lovely, isn't he? He's a lovely he's boy. He's a good old boy. Yeah. He's 14, you know. Wow. Here he comes. Oh, come on, Eric. Come on, Eric. Come and join in. Super L. Come on, mate. Standing on me old masks. Oh, it's lovely. It's like there's a live sort of uh, event happening as we speak. You can't plan for these things, can you? <laughs> now, we were, we've been talking about beige things. Yeah. And you've got two more that both of them have made me laugh. Right. Well, the, the first one is uh, Tea at the Ritz. (laughs) (laughs) So Tea at the Ritz has become like, uh, you know, those sort of virgin... That that they, that I find mm. them really beige as well. You know those sort of virgin, like a red letter day. Yeah, virgin experiences. And tea at the Ritz has become like one of those virgin experiences. One of those things you just have to do. Oh, tea at the Ritz. I, and I find the whole thing it's fucking sandwiches. It's, isn't it's, it? Sa- All it is is sandwiches, sandwiches and tea. Do you know what I really hate as well? I find really pressing is a tray of sandwiches and having a glass of champagne with it. I find that really because yeah. a glass is not yeah. going to make you yeah. even the slightest bit drunk. Probably just going to give you heartburn. Don't so you know we're having tea at the Ritz as a family, even though that you know we've got fuck all. I mean, it's lovely in a way, isn't it? It's it is. Like, it's like let's do something special. That was a nice day. But it's not that but there's special. Like, it's kind of look at. Oh, oh, do you yeah. know exactly what you're saying? It's the thing of going, ooh, having tea yeah, at the Ritz. Ritz. Like we shouldn't like. What it is, is it's basically saying, we don't really belong here, yes. but we're booking two hours where we're pretending that we're allowed to be fancy, but really we're scum. That's exactly it. So basically, there's a million and one places in London, well, there's not, there's quite a few places in London. That it's actually a submissive like, act like, in a way. If you it? want to have an amazing sort of afternoon crumpety sort of sit, go to Delaunay's. Delaunay's is incredible. That's oh, like, here he comes. Now, hang on a minute. So that's where it's proper. So you're basically now lording it like you're the fucking tea king. But so I'm not. What's I'm fucking just Delaunay's? saying, what I hate, what I remember, I, right, I, this sums up beigeness for me, and this sounds mm. really, really snobby, but it does come from education, mm. and lack of education creates ignorance or just not knowing. So right. I remember going on a, a, and it was actually quite interesting, went on a... Um, uh, cruise up the Thames, mm. right? Yeah. And there's a bloke doing quite beige in itself. But yeah, but on. it was enjoyable. The kids want to go up, and mm. uh, it's actually really enjoyable. I learnt more about the sides of you know the bits and bobs. Of Were you all wearing there. Union Jack waistcoats? Of course, I, yeah. Yeah. And there was uh, obviously the guy doing the, the driving, and one guy on the microphone going, mm. "If you look to your left, you will see Cleopatra's needle. Cleopatra's needle was brought over to the UK." Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this this was only about ten years ago. Mm. And I thought, this sums up where these people think they sit in the world and why Tea at the Ritz is seen as an exclusive thing. He said, "Very good." to your right, you will see the Oxo building. He gives a history and he goes, history of the Oxo building. He goes, underneath that, you will see a lot of glass. Within that glass is a restaurant. No, he goes, within that glass is one of the world's most exclusive restaurants. Yeah. And it's not. 
Yeah. It's because it's posh. It's a thing, isn't it? So he thinks... It's become it, a it's thing, so, yeah. When he says the world's most... It means that's not for the likes of me. Yeah. So but you think if you book tea at the Ritz, yeah. which I think is a six-month waiting list, people think... It, it, it's like, oh, we had tea at the Ritz. Yeah, it's, it's like, I just find it's it like so... A right, it's a, it's like a rite of passage, isn't it? In a weird... I just hate it. It's that thing, but it's the same thing as uh, the deference to the royals. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, that's it's the same exactly thing. it. That's... And, and, and it's also Harrods equally, isn't it? It's like, oh, we went to Harrods and we got, got um, you know, I bought some sausages on the ground floor and then I've got a little green Harrods bag that proves yeah. that you've bought three sun-dried tomato sausages. <laughs> Or some Harrods marmalade. Yeah. Yes, and, uh, and it costs about seven quid. Or Fortnum Masons, that's another... That's all right, another... So I reckon if we're going to go, like, what's peak beige, I think it's um, getting off getting off a tour bus, right, with in a group wearing, wearing see-through rain Pacamax yeah. to get off wearing, wearing a paper plate mask of, like, the Queen Mother yeah. to go into the Ritz to have tea. Yeah, I think oh, you're, I think you're right. And uh, while, whilst we're at it, it's just any cunt that turns out to watch a royal processional ceremony. Just, I oh, just right, can't. Yeah. You know, people that camp out overnight. Just yeah, as, yeah, yeah. But I think that's different from beige. I think these people have actually got a screw. I, mean, I think it's sort of the same thing. Is, but I think they've is just, just think they're mad. Getting there at 10 o'clock the night before. What the f- to sleep on the floor near some railings to wave at, uh, like, to, to a wave hearse. at people that don't give a fuck about <laughs> to you. throw a flower yeah. at Princess Diana. Right. Um, oh, so God. the so the other one I had. So the other one is gin, <laughs> and the reason. So twenty five years ago, two mm. brands of gin were more than enough for everyone. We yeah. had we had beef eater, and guess and what? It tasted the same. It tasted the same. So we had beef eater, and we had um, Gordon's. Gordon. That was it. That was pretty. Unless you got like right low rent stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, like up an alleyway, sort of fighting toothless bum gin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but like for some meths. reason. It was I, one up from meths, wasn't yeah, it, really? It was, yeah. For some reason, gin has become the beigeish drink. So people get, like, oh, I've got a new. It's a, it's a rhubarb and poppy one. It's really, really nice. And yeah, people get yeah. really excited yeah, yeah. about these different type, like. Yeah. Pat- oh, how many botanicals is it? Yeah, got? is it only botanical? Oh, I can't bet. I just can't. But it's people who aren't really. It. I'm suspicious of it because it's like. And actually, if if you've ever been on a dating app, which obviously you won't have done, you can filter people out almost via that. Because if, yeah. if the one of the first things that a person says to you about them is that they're a gin enthusiast, yeah, then you know, just I'm not fucking going there. And what comes off the I back am of that not is getting involved with you, love. A poster that you're says pretending that you're an expert on gin. Well, you're no, not. you're not. You just like you've the... completely bypassed all, all these years wine, which is probably the the the, the most one of the best inventions of. In mankind, not that I'm even a wine fan myself, but I've got to say, fucking like, if you go to France, basically as as a British person, yeah, because we're not we're not really that cultured, are we? As a, you know, not not in sort of put it this way, sort of finer sort of um... stuffy. What we see as stuffy French poshness goes right through their society, and no one bats an eyelid about. of of what actually is good food, good wine. It's yeah. like it's linked to the peasantry, the countryside. Yeah, Same in a lot of yeah, Europe, yeah, yeah. right? But we, that's it. Exactly what you're saying. We go, oh, oh, over there. There's people having wine. Shall we have what? My, I can remember. My, I won't say. I won't name it. I've got an auntie who was like, oh, she has the five pound wine. There's nothing wrong with the three pound wine. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that thing, that thing of like, you're shit. You're nothing because we've yeah. got a royal family. Um. You look. You put these things on a pedestal. So like, we we've only really been drinking wine and cooking food since Jamie Oliver. Yeah. Like before that, food and drink and like um or like TV, food on TV. 
that was very much for the for the hoi polo. I don't know. Is hoi polo posh or is that common? Uh, is no, that hoi polo? Is it's kind is of common? The, yeah, oh, it's okay. more it's more for the upper echelon but, of people that. But the get. the arrival of middle class mores, including food and wine and whatever, and I've got to say, I'm I was guilty as anyone else. Yeah, we first started going. Oh, I'm going to have a ciabatta and buy Jacob's Creek. That was like yeah. the mid nineties or yeah, the a- yeah, right. So that's absolutely. when it absolutely. And I'm glad it did happen. I'm glad it happened because we now have much more interesting choices when we go out and eat and all that. But you're right, gin. Gin has become it's so strange, isn't it? Like a mass, like a mass awakening of of uh, false sort of uh, what's the word? Um, no, I tell you what it is. When you're a rac- not a raconteur, what's the word? Uh, you know, when you're an expert. Yeah, um, um, uh, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Um, a yeah, I'll think of it in a minute. But I, I, all, what it is is an ex- it's just a fucking reason to market more stuff and get more money out of people. That's it's just a lot of bollocks. I t- the other, I mean, beer's kind of gone the same way. Yeah, craft so, beer, I so guess. Yeah, you're beer, right. There is you... some amazing beers out there, but there's just too many. It's ridiculous. You yeah, just don't you... need that choice. Yeah, um, you've got an 18-year-old telling you why you should have what beer with it, and he's just like, fuck off. Yeah, and £4 a can. Fuck off. Yeah. You know, it's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, gin, and I had. Um, I was going to drop one more in as well, if that's all right, just before we go. Go on then, and Maureen. It is, and it is my absolute bete noir. It is my ultimate... Hatred. So you think this is the beigest of all the things that we've discussed yeah, so and it's, far? and and the reason I think it's beige is because right. it leans again yeah. into people think that it's kind of, it puts them on a pedestal, or it puts them in a place in society that makes them better than someone else. But yeah. I'll tell you the rich. Right. Fucking kettle chips, posh crisps, crisp, Tyrrells, <laughs> all them. <laughs> fucking, what is the point? They're fried, but, but the best crisp in the world is Walker's Ready Salted. There's nothing to touch. You don't need kettle chips and you don't need Tyrrells. I can't stand them. They, 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 That all fits into exactly the same thing, that it all happened at the same time, where it went it went from cans of fucking Fosters yeah. and Monster Munch yeah. and whatever. No one was thinking about it. bag of Twiglets, it. yeah, yeah. And then over about a year, we all went into kettle chips with sour cream dip yeah. and J- Jacob's Creep and watching episodes of Friends. Yeah. It fucking all happened like that, didn't yeah. it? And I can't bear it. I, I fucking love, but I think the crisps are, I think there are good quality. I love crisps, but I can't. Ponce see, crisps, I think they are fucking, see, I this think is, they're, you know. No, so I'm going to, I could see, this is on, where, you know, make I'm a, your argument. you know I'm a massive foodie. You, oh, I love go. my food. It, it will pardon me. No, my I am. I love cooking. Massive foodie. And, and you know I enjoy cooking. And, yeah. and I, I am a good cook. And I really you are cook. quite the ponce in your kitchen, and yeah. I admire it. And I, I must love admit. It. But I've still got not certain, dinner at your What house. I hate is is laziness and people trying to think they're elevating their taste in food. The lazy, the laziness is what we'll do. We'll get something humble like a crisp, which tastes mm. fine as it is. Mm. We'll fucking dress it up and make sure make it look like it's been hand cooked. Stick it in a bag and times ten times the price. Then they think, mm. well, I don't have to cook anymore because when people come round, they think I know I've got well, food yeah. knowledge because I've well, got posh crisps in here. It's, it's bollocks. But, but it's that it's thing, absolute load of shit. I think you can blame kettle chips because they were the first ones. And the first time I had the Tyrrells, red, really, the the, fir- the first time I had the red cr- kettle chips, like I was always crying with how good a crisp could be. But <laughs> because then, then that now it's a bandwagon. It becomes a competition for the poshest sounding flavour. Yeah. So you'll 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 get like like co-op champagne and porcini flavoured crisps. <laughs> <laughs> like special edition, like... Um... It's the co Everyone's in on it. The, <laughs> yeah, even the yeah, co-op yeah. spa. You know, yeah, even yeah, they've got in yeah. on the act. But that, that's my issue. And I Pigeon think... and sorrel flavoured Morrison's crisps. <laughs> <laughs> 
But but I'm, I've got to admit, I'm a hair, total... hair and sage like, <laughs> with, yeah, a, with a hint yeah, of peppercorn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Himalayan red salt, pink salt. But I think I think that it's it, it's the late it's bison the lazy... and cocaine flavored. <laughs> it's the late it's the lazy happy root. shopper bison and cocaine flavored crisps. <laughs> But it's the lazy route into like, yeah, you know, so, okay. off the shelf class basically. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, but that's that's, that's exactly our country though. That is our country because I feel like we have been people who are just lost. We we haven't got a sense. Basically, in my opinion, the posh and the middle class of this country, love them or loathe them, yeah, where, wherever you're from in this society. What I will say is. Cups of tea and sandwiches and cricket on the green. At least you can identify that as British, and it's always yeah, been there. Like yeah, the PG yeah. Wodehouse Britain, the Stephen Fry, yeah, yeah, sort of like at least the rest of the world. They that's it. That's how they see us. They, that's the, why anyone yeah, who gets a part, boxes, pillar boxes, buses, any, you know, yeah, any well, English person who gets a part in a in America in a, in a TV thing, like even it's Stephen Merchant, yeah, they put him in a jacket and a bow tie, yeah, and he's the English guy, and he wants a cup of well, tea. Well, it's four weddings and a funeral. And, and like, that, yeah, that's what it and is, like, isn't it? And that is the bit. That's the Englishness that that continues to be uh, recognisable to the rest of the world. Yeah. But the, re- the what we've done is because we haven't, in my opinion, we haven't got like if you go working class France or Spain, you've got a peasantry that's linked to the countryside. And so all those things that we now cook, like mm-hmm. some fucking peasant casserole with crusty bread. That and came from... Table wine. Yeah. And like the sort of image we have of Italians around the table with, with mama yeah. and the grandmas, the matriarch. Yeah, yeah. Like, they've, but that's not changed. No. And, and obviously they've got the modern world alongside it. But like you can go to those countries and that world still exists. But we've been scrabbling about post-war... After basically, in my opinion, once you get past flat caps on the football terraces, yeah, it it becomes like a a race to to just be yeah. in the na- the latest fad, and I think I think Brit- British, may, arguably, it's the same in America. We we've just become a consumer culture, yeah. So basically, there's basically trends and like the gin thing and all that plays into yeah. that. So like, I think we've lost we've lost ourselves. And it's like as society's got away from, uh, if you like, it's almost like the further we've got away from vicars and religion mm-hmm. and schoolmasters and the local, you know, basically people people in a three piece suit who had a, a fob watch yeah. being looked up to, and the rest of us were scrabbling around or being head, deferential you know, the to head them. Of the council, head of the yeah, round table, right? whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing's replaced that. No. What's replaced it is consumer fads. Yeah. And I think that's part of why people are so lost. And and that that, that extends into what we were talking about. Teenagers, individualism, social media, you being your own thing, a brand. It's like, basically, everyone's just a bit lost. Yeah, they don't know where That's what been. I feel. So can I... I was just going to say, because I just... I've got to go in a moment, but I just yeah. wanted to say, uh, you you interested about the Strauss comment earlier on. I was going to give you another interesting thing about uh, a, a bit of history. So... Uh, the fixed pricing, the French Prixie Fixie, whatever you want oh. to call it. So, do you know where that comes from? What? How do you? Can you? Can you? First of all, before we get off the point, firstly, how do you pronounce that? Is I'm not pre- sure. I think Which way pre- is it? Prefix? 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 So, where yeah. it comes from? Yeah. Is uh, and, and I can't remember who the guy was. Good story. But this there we go. 
Who's playing who in the film? That. No, so yeah. what it is, socialist government in in, in France in the 40s, mm. um, set, there used to be a division between, um, sort of, that's where the peasant food came from, and the sort of like, so people right at the top would eat foie gras. And oh, stuff, yeah. And then the peasant food would be like, you know, mm. Veg and stuff, red wine and a. Uh, well, this old, is when I, I texted old, you the bouniats. Yeah, an old Le boiler. Bougnats. Yeah, an old an, an old broiler chicken that we've boiled for hours. Right. That's what. It, but what happened was is that the government at the time said everybody in France should be able to eat well and for the same price. So the pretty fixie ah. came out. So they were saying everyone from a road sweeper to the head of government should all be able to eat to a good standard. Fucking so amazing. All good restaurants should have. A good menu for like, for, oh, you know, sort so of for a set price, starter, main, pudding and a coffee. Brilliant, right. Yeah. So that's where it comes from. I fucking love it. I love France. Isn't that a lovely thing? I just That's had, where the fixed price thing comes from. I just did a little job that was basically, as much as we were laughing at bus tours and yeah. that, I've just written a load of copy for a bus tour of Paris. Okay. And I learned, and I was winding you up with it when I the other week, calling you a bougnat. Yeah. Because I, like the bougnats were a people that there's there's a bunch of people in France specifically in Paris called le bougnats and they were people that um, came from the countryside into the city and when they set up their stock in trade was coal but they also because to make ends meet yeah. they would offer a bit of uh, hospitality so basically it became a thing that the bougnats were cheap restaurants where you got your coal and wine so wow. coal and wine were a thing together, like a little, almost like a little bistro. So it's always like in the same thing. The more I learnt about France and French culture, I really fucking, I ended up really falling in love with it, and it's made well, France me. France is a wonderful It's made country. me. It's made me it. want to go on the actual bus tour oh, of, of I love, Paris, I love, and uh, I, love, I want my spending. How the hell did you write a tour? For well, it's not too interesting for everyone, but basically there is a production company that I'm doing some work with that's doing TV stuff, but they've also. They're doing a. They've got a piece of business where they're doing a load of content for audio content for ah, bus tours. Okay. So it's just a bit of like work on the side, but it's actually really fascinating. So I bet. Yeah, I fucking love to go to France. And um, anyone, you, you if anyone been, wants to be, to France, if anyone wants to be my girlfriend and we can go to France, then bring it on. Have you, you been to France? Like, you must. Have yeah, been. I have, but yeah. but I think yeah, just just in that mood. Anyway, there we go. That was, um, a, that was a good. Damn good chat. Uh, do you know what? I think Nick, I've got a, my list goes on and on and on. I've got so much more beige stuff. And I well, think, please come back another day. Yeah, and I think you should have a little collection of stuff. I will. As well. I'll, I'll throw, throw into the pot as well. I will meet the challenge and write my own beige list for the next one. And if anyone's got their, any of their own, just just send them in and we can talk about them. Absolutely. Can we have some suggestions for what what lives in the bullseye of beige culture, ladies yeah. and gentlemen? You've been listening to Miles Chapman. And myself, and Cat Eric, who sat sat on Miles's knee again. He's a um, lovely boy. Thank you for coming on GSOH again, Miles. Always a pleasure. It's a pleasure. And to I'm going to end. Mate. I'm going to because in true me being horrible to you style, I'm going to throw you under the bus. Go like, on. How long is it since you've had a two packets of Tyrrell's crisps? How long is it? Fucking hell! That was about. Two and a half hours ago. You're very true. Two and a half fucking hours ago. I had no choice, and you, though. That's and all you they had. That's all they had. you fucking sit here. You fucking... You fucking got the two back. Uh, you don't want any of these, do you? And they all fucking went straight in. Do you know in. what? It's interesting you say that. When you, when I said, oh, can you get me a bag, Chris? I'm really hungry. When I saw the tills come out, I was really disappointed it wasn't Walker's. Well, you, I just did you die a inside a bit? Ready salt. You can't right, beat well. ready salt of Walker's, Chris. I'm telling you, that's the best yeah, Chris right, Well, I'm not arguing with you. I, I, I admire 
the the earthy the earthy fucking honesty of what you're saying. But I can't. I if it, if this was a format and this was like Room One Hundred and One, I wouldn't be letting posh crisps in because I just think they're. If you go back to a world where they don't exist, then all we've got is three flavors. So I've always it's, it's, it's interesting that I'm a real food snob, and yet my snacks are really low rent. I really is it interesting though? I don't think it is. That's the end of the episode. Twiglets, epi- no, fuck you. Remember, if you love the show in a deep and probably unhealthy way, you can help support it on an ongoing and stalky basis on patreon.com forward slash stupid hearts club. Uh, your choice. See you soon, you internet weirdos. I- I'm, I'm one. <laughs>